Hi, hello, namaste. Uh, today I'm reading the Hindu editorial and the date is Feb 10th, Wednesday, 2021. The heading says, India must return to traditional diplomacy. The new combative strategy to push back requires sober analysis with the issue being how and against what and whom. It is written by Vivek Kadjo. The target audiences of Indian diplomacy's public articulation and responses are changing radically as shown by the statement of the Ministry of External Affairs MEA on February 3rd on singer Rihanna's tweet. The direction of the India's diplomacy's external publicity is no longer confined to other governments, international or organizations, external and domestic, political and business elites, and conference halls and negotiating tables. It now extends to international celebrities, some of whose status is determined very largely by their popul uh, popular star status. It also seeks to take into account apparent and latent uh, sentiment on the Indian streets not only to clarify India's diplomatic positions or uh, refute allegations and misperceptions but also to whip up sentiment on issues important to the government. Finally, it aims to forcefully convey to foreign audiences India's unwillingness to accept perceived or uh, real interference in the country's domestic affairs. New assertive norms. This development is part of the government's impatience with the norms of old-fashioned diplomacy. It is in keeping with the emphasis on establishing a personal rapport with global leaders and what has been often stressed by the external affairs minister S. Jai Shankar. The need to take risks to advance Indian positions and interests. Thus, new and assertive norms are being adopted which at least till now have demonstrated have demonstrated a, a disdain for international liberal opinion. It is beyond dispute that new directions for Indian diplomacy in form, in form as well as in substance should be constantly sought. But the test of innovation can only be one. Is it more effective in advancing Indian objectives? It is on this basis that MEA, Ministry of External uh, and uh, External Affairs, statement that the and the widespread social media activity that followed need to be judged. Where, uh, sorry, while the statement's origin will not be authoritatively known, it can be legitimately surmised that it was not have been through the normal processes of the MEA. Hence, it would have been on the basis of a political decision. The hashtags attached to the statements lent credence to this view as also the intensely orchestrated social media response from India uh, personalities to tweets by Ms. Rihanna and others. There is nothing intrinsically wrong in building public opinion. All governments as well as groups do so. It is part of the global 
global political and diplomatic processes but must be part of a careful strategy to achieve objectives otherwise it can be a counterproductive mr jay shankar tweeted after the mea statement motivated campaigns targeting india will never succeed we have the self confidence today to hold our own this india will push back these combative words require a sober analysis there is a little doubt that Kalistani groups in western countries would have sensed an opportunity to fish in troubled waters of the former's agitation in the Punjab. There should also be no doubt that Pakistani generals who have continuously sought to keep the embers of the Kalistan movement warm would be looking for opportunities to create trouble. This is notwithstanding that the patriotism of Indian Sikhs and uh, their contribution to the nation or beyond question thus it would not be surprising at all if there are motivated campaigns against india and the way on these issues self assurance past and now mr jay shankar's assertion that the india of today is self confident to hold its own is of course true but it can be argued that right from independence india has displayed the self assurance not to take things lying down only the methods may have been different again there can be no quarrel with the external affairs minister warning that india will push back the issue is not about should india push back but how and against what and whom the answers to these questions hold the keys to the effectiveness of diplomacy whose ultimate target audience has to be not domestic sectional interests but global opinion and in the context of india's external interests in this context a look at the way the narendra modi government handled criticism from liberal sections abroad of the administrative steps taken in jammu and kashmir after the constitutional changes of august 2019 and the citizenship amendment act caa and protests that followed are instructive india then refused to purposefully engage its international liberal critics through it publicly asserted security concerns for the administrative steps and laid stress on point that caa uh caa did not impinge on the rights of the indian minorities indeed the government treated its global media critics with disdain with mr jayshankar emphasizing that india's reputation was not decided by a newspaper in new york certainly there was no uh, frenzied response on social media to the allegations against the government on human rights matters through all these episodes ponder over direction on this occasion was the uh, severe response to miss rihana's tweet on account of her large uh, social media following while the popular reach of global liberal opinion especially in the <coughs> trumpian era was limited was, uh, was limited was the object to the deter foreign critics from lending their names to manipulated campaigns was it thought that if more celebrities joined the farmers protest would be energized if these were the thoughts behind the decision then there is a need to check if it succeeded or gave an oxygen boost to the rihana tweet also it is difficult to imagine that foreign critics like miss rihana or for that matter of the greta greta thunberg kind would be deterred by a concerted indian pushback of the nature that has been undertaken in the days of conventional diplomacy the rihana tweet would have perhaps been just ignored at least officially but now the times they are changing so 
is what the MEA doing headed in the right direction? Perhaps the erudite external affairs minister should ponder over this and in doing so also take into account his earlier avatar as a diplomat. The Delhi police have filed uh, uh, FIR against unknown persons who prepared a toolkit which was attached to the first tweet of Swedish um, teen climate activist uh, Greta Thunberg. The FIR revealed that those undertaking motivated campaigns um, campaigns were actively undertaking efforts to embarrass and even harm India through the former's protest. A big, a big view of uh, their objectives can be dismissed. India should of course press the government's concerned, especially of Canada, to take action against the Kalistani elements. The fact though is that these countries, Canada in particular, have shown scant regard for India, Indian concerns on this account and it is unlikely that they will change course now. Through all this, the question that still remains is whether the social storm unleashed in India after the Rihanna tweet would deter other foreign celebrities from pursuing the now amended toolkit and when when have criminal cases based on this kind of an affair ever reached fruition? The rise of liberal opinion finally it is not the Rihanna-like celebrities who will pose the real challenge in the coming months to the Narendra Modi government, but liberal opinion in democratic Western societies. And it will have far more traction with the advent of the Joe Biden administration in the United States. A pointer is the interaction of top U.S. Congress members in the India caucus had recently asking India to ensure that norms of democracy are maintained and peaceful protests and demonstrations be allowed. With this being conveyed to India's ambassador to the US, Taranjit Singh Sandhu, uh, the government would be now conscious of engaging international liberal, liberal opinion rather than uh, merely dismissing it. This does not imply coming under pressure on matters of critical importance to Indian interests, but it does mean taking recourse to traditional diplomacy even if it is stodgy and unappealing to sections of nationalists' Indian opinion. Okay, and the next uh, editorial heading says, fine-tuning the state of the app technology. Uh, keener scrutiny of the technology platforms of India states can lead to improved public services and user confidence. On January 13 this year, subscribers of English new uh, newspapers in India woke up to full-page advertisements from WhatsApp on the front pages. Earlier in the week, WhatsApp had announced an upcoming change to its privacy policy which led to growing concerns around privacy among many users and who started switching over to other messenger, uh, other messaging services such as Signal and Telegram. This led WhatsApp to issue the advertisement which committed to protecting the privacy of its users. This unprecedented move by the Facebook-owned company indicates that Indian consumers are becoming more aware and concerned about the data protection and privacy. A trend that has become stronger uh, in the recent past. Platforms and COVID-19. The issue of privacy is crucial for government technology platforms and services as governments typically have monopoly in providing public services like unlike the private sector. 
hence porting out or digital migration as seen in the case of whatsapp is not an op option what is needed instead is an examination of government technological platforms to create better awareness we saw this in action in case of aadhar the government of india's biometric digital india platform and arogya setu the government of india's contract tracing application during novel corona virus pandemic since the announcement of the first lockdown on march 24 2020 at least 35 mobile apps that <coughs> specifically address covid-19 were developed by 25 states and union territories of india of these 27 mobile apps provide general information on covid-19 and seven allow tracking of nearby covid-19 cases of all the mobile apps 15 have quarantine tracking feature and at least four of these require prior registration with the state health department an assessment of the 35 mobile applications revealed that 17 mobile apps provide information on covid-19 hospitals while only three apps provide information on isolation beds some of the mobile apps also facilitated the home delivery of essential items such as groceries and medicines while seven allowed users to apply for mobility passes still a case of digital exclusion the development of covid-19 mobile apps was well received and perceived as a strong proactive initiative especially by sections of the population that were digitally empowered however as of october 2020 more than 40% of mobile phone subscribers in india lack access to internet services this includes those with feature Uh, phones that have no internet and when added to those with no mobile phone at all india's digitally excluded could be more than 50% hence while creation of mobile applications makes information readily available to those with the technology to access it it does not solve the problem for individuals and communities that remain excluded digitally no consistency privacy issues the data above implies that the mobile applications developed have not been benefited from the standardization of the information and a coordinated development approach the analysis shows that the various mobile apps on covid-19 operated by different state governments lack consistency in terms of the features functionalities and frequency of information updates they offer as information was being updated manually in many of the mobile applications the data in the mobile application was different from the actual data leading to multiple sources of truth hence the government should continue to set up functional helplines no auto dialers sms text messages and other channels to ensure that the digitally restricted have access to the same information as the digitally empowered especially during the crisis such as pandemic coming back to the privacy most of these state mobile apps also differ significantly on the data privacy they provide depending on the information or permissions they request from the user we observed that 31 of the 35 mobile apps request access to location services uh, 9 mobile apps request access to device id and call information 5 mobile apps request access to bluetooth settings 15 mobile apps request to 
the camera three mobile apps request access to contact information and three mobile apps even request access to the user accounts on the device it seems that this data requests may not meet the two commonly accepted principles of data privacy necessity in the data necessary for the mobile application to achieve its goal and proper proportionally is the collection of data proportionate to the extent to which an individual's right to privacy is being infringed the mobile application developed could have proactively followed established principles of privacy by design such as